Hello everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D, where we play games with pens, paper, dice, and our imagination. Thanks for joining us. And everyone, uh, welcome to a kind of like a, not exactly a season finale of um, Nerdy People Play D&D, more of a bit of a last episode before we take a little bit of a break because Josh is going on holidays for three weeks. Um, I do have something that's going to publish in the meantime. Uh, the Luncheons and Dragons thing that I did with a few other guys I know, and we had a lot of very silly fun. But enough about me, let's get on to this week. Um, with me as always are my four favourite people to play Dungeons and Dragons with in this group. Um, yeah, sorry, Tyler's thinking about that for a sec. <laughs> so I had to do some math there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely four of us, right? Yeah, there are definitely four of you. Oh, okay. Yes. All of you made the cut. Well done. Yay. The, the cut admittedly was agreeing to play with me. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so, it, it does warm my heart when you guys decide that. So, so thank you very, very much from, from the bottom of my heart. Um, how are we all this week? Doing good. All Can't right. Complain. Excellent. Having fun? Having fun's good. And that um, that cheeky chewing noise is indeed Josh having a bit of a snack and a cup of tea. How dare you. Mm. How dare I indeed. Anyways. Last week you guys survived your encounter with the bandits. Some of you Woo. did pretty well out of it. Some of you got a bit hurt. Most of you did alright. One of you probably picked up a few scattered pilfered crossbows. Hi. Uh, Tyler, how many of those crossbows did Michael pick up? Uh, I believe we said three. Good. <laughs> you might need them. Hmm. Funnily enough, you didn't find a bag of holding anywhere. Which, uh, you know, funny That's that. Weird. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't exist in this pocket dimension. Maybe you're all just in a huge bag of holding on some larger being's belt or something. That would be a camping Yay. twist in my um, yes, and you guys recovered the goods, you brought them back to town. I'm going to say it's the morning of the next day, and you guys have just crested into town. Um, so where do the four of you wish to go? Oh, and also, um, you guys are leveling up this um, episode as well. Um, we did the offline thing of, you know, having a bit of a talk and a bit of a think about it out, outside of here as well. So, excellent. But yeah, where, where, where would the four of you like to go? Well... We should probably take the, you know, shipment of stuff that we got to the apothecary and blacksmith, because it's supposed to be their stuff, I think. Nah, I don't really want to keep it. What am I going to do with all this apothecary shit? Maybe get a healer's kit? Oh, uh, no, I'll just, like, rub dirt in my wounds or whatever. Can you do that? Just rub a bunch of fertilizer on it. I'll be fine. Be very careful what you wish for. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> Trees Nor are can hard I. to read. Yeah. Ooh. Huh. Well done. Um, so, are all four of you going to the same places, or are you guys splitting up? Uh, I guess we have to. I'll bring it in the cart, so... Oh yeah, that's right, you, you've got the cart. 
Mm-hmm. I certainly can't move it. And, like, we could unpack it and take it to the respective places, but it's probably easier to just cart hop uh, from one place to the other. Hmm. Sounds like a lot of work. Um, I should go check in at the mayor's office and uh, okay, bye. let him know that we, we, we completed the mission. Excellent. Um, Dusk says going that, to take all uh, the credit. She, she's going to come along <laughs> with you, Michael, if you're going to the mayor's office. All right. Excellent. Um, you guys with the cart, you can see most of these packages are marked for uh, for the um, general store. Um, it, like written on there is, you know, general, you know, Ro- Roscoe Proudfoot, care of Oatville General Store. Although, I mean, one or two, one package simply says, um, what is her name? This is terrible. Good old, what's her name? Yeah, good old, what's her name? Who's actually extremely important, and I didn't write her name where I write all the other names. Um, it, it says Rosie the Gnome, with no surname at this time. Uh, care of Oatville Blacksmith. Um, and one or two also say uh, Lazelle Apothecary, care of Oatville Apothecary. So, finally enough. Well. To the general store first, I suppose, to unload all the cargo. Excellent. Um, I'll stick with you guys primarily as Michael and Dusk take off uh, towards the mayor's office. Tyler making wonderful walking actions there, which is great. A little bit of theater. Um, you, you guys stop outside the um, the general store. Um, it, it's, it's quite early in the morning, so I mean, you essentially come around to see like a small halfling opening the door. It's like, oh, good morning. Hi there. Hey, so this is where you buy generals. Oh, I see what you did there, sir. That's a good one. That's a good one. You let me open up and I'll certainly help help you with your private purchase. Oh. Wait, what I do? I didn't get I didn't get it. He thinks you made a joke. Oh. But actually we have some things for you. Oh, do you know? Oh, let me have a look there. So um, he, he toddles over. He's a very... You, you get the feeling that, especially you, um, Conlon or Malf or... Um, actually, or three of you, because you've got reasonably decent perceptions. Um, he moves like... To, to look at him, you would suspect he was an adventurer once. Oh, I thought I'd lost all these. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Really, you're, you're wonderful, all of you. You just... Tell you what... You wait right there. You just wait right there. I, I, I'm going to open up. I'll be right back with you. Um, so he, he just takes like a few minutes to kind of open up the store, gets everything going, and then he quickly just comes out and holds a package out to each of you. He says, look, just not much because, you know, the, the cost of losing these goods, was, was it, it was killing me at the time. But, you know, here here you go, my friends. And he pushes into your hands like little packets of um, like rations and uh, kind of like a, an adventurous survival kit. So, all three of you now have an additional four days' worth of rations. Uh, thanks, dude. A, a small first aid kit, which will allow you to do things with, say, medical checks if someone goes unconscious. Alright. Um, and, uh, like a small rope, like 20 feet of basic little rope. Cool. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. You guys are, you guys are great. 
What, what are your names again? I, I do apologize. My name is Roscoe Proudfoot. Conlon Alsart. Nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you, Conlon. Uh, Malf. Malf, it's a pleasure to meet you. And then he looks up at... Magnolia. Oh. <laughs> he looks up at Mags and realizes no matter how... He goes, you just wait there. He runs inside, gets a chair, brings it out, stands on the chair and reaches up. Uh, yes, Mag Magnolia Thornwood. Mag- uh, Mags for short. Mags, it is my sincere pleasure to meet all of you, and please let me say thank you very much. You've saved my business, and you've you may, you've probably just saved this town as well. Oh, oh, all right. Uh, yep, yeah, we'll be going on our business then. Sorry, that that seemed like clicking and giving the finger pistol in a, in a little wave. All right, you you all have a fine day now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, she just bye. starts pulling the cart. And, and tell your friends, the old Phil General Goods, not just a proud foot, proud of our service. Alright, sure. Thanks for the rope. You're welcome. What am I going to do with this? I don't know, tie people up. We might have to climb something. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my, one of my possible uh, new ranger spells is jump for triple jump distance, so... <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't do it, I don't think the rope's going to help much. I, I like that as, as a visual. Um, okay, so what what is the next business you guys trundle along to? Well, we've got packages for the apothecary or the blacksmith. Yeah, apothecary Which first. One one? All right. He's the one who kind the person of... we've already met. He was the one who kind of got us doing all this, so, you know. That's true. Let's go there, then. So you guys are walking up to the apothecary? Yep. Excellent. Um, La- Lazarill by now has a store open. Like, he believes in getting a very, very early morning start. And, and as you guys roll up, he he comes out and he's like, Oh my goodness. My- Thank you, my friends. Thank you so much. That's that's so good of you. Uh, it- is Dusk all right? Oh, um, yes. Her and... Our friend Michael went to see oh, thank goodness. someone at the town hall. Thank goodness. They didn't go to see Chaz, did they? Uh, probably. Someone just kind of shrugs. Uh, I know, who's Chaz? Oh, he... Yeah, they went to see Chaz. He does things for the mayor. He's like his right-hand man. If, if your right hand was slimy and you didn't want it attached to you. Uh, oh, she went to see... Someone went with her, you said? Yes. I. Oh, good. So there'll be at least one witness. So she probably won't do anything too terrible. Uh, please, please, my friends, please wait, wait, wait here. And and he takes like the the assorted couple of boxes off the cart that have got his name on them, and he and he runs outside and he and he brings out like a small tub. Give me a sec, guys. Hello. Is that your call? Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Sorry. Give me a sec, guys. Yes. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, that'll be edited out in post. Um, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, he, he holds out, like, a tiny little tub of goods. Um, sorry, a tiny little tub. And he says, please, take this. It's not a lot, but adventurers come through now and then, and I and I found it's, it's a good idea to have this ready. Um, you guys now have a small tub of Kyotham's ointment. Um... I'm sure one of you has been playing Dungeons and Dragons long enough to know how to spell that. 
I don't know what that does. Okay. Nope. Uh, it's like K-E-O-G-H-T-H-E-M-S. Um, let me look it up. Typing with one Kyotum's hand. Ointment. Yeah, Kyotum. Uh, yeah, this him. glass jar, three inches in diameter, contains 1d4 plus one doses of a thick mixture that smells faintly of aloe. The jar and its contest weigh, weigh half a pound. As an action, one dose of the ointment can be swallowed or applied to the skin. The creature receives it, regains 2d8 plus two hit points, ceases to be poisoned, and is cured of any disease. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's pretty cool. How many of those we got? Sorry. Hmm. 1d4 plus 1. Uh, I will say it's got 4. Alright. All right. 4 doses. Mm -hmm. Sorry, for those of us not Skyping in, Josh is quickly finishing his snack and cup of tea. <laughs> Enjoy the ASMR of him eating. Oh dear. <laughs> Loud <laughs> slurp included. Mm -hmm. Better not edit this out. Yeah, this is this is podcast gold. Um, now I'm going to flick over to Tyler and Dusk. So it doesn't take the two of you particularly long to get to the mayor's office. Um, Chaz likes to get his nose browned early, so he's generally one of the first people in. Uh, in fact, he, like, we've probably all worked with someone like this. He's the kind of person that knows who turns up when and mm. keeps tabs on you. Can I, uh, before we go into his office or even into the building, can I uh, stop and turn to Dusk real quick? Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, do you think that they got rewards for turning in all that stuff? I think I might have picked the wrong. I just feel like I'm missing out. Never mind. Let's just go inside. She kind of gives you a look like, tell you what, the best reward you can have with dealing with Chaz is, is when he leaves the room. I, I I like the cut of your jib. She gives you a nod and a wink, and you two head in. Um, the There is a receptionist at the front desk, takes one look at Dusk, nods, and just, like, not getting involved with you at all this morning. I know better. Dusk nods back. There is an unspoken understanding between the two that simply says, you stay out of my way, I don't give you a good reason to ever get in my way ever again. Um, I also Chaz, nod. is it... Pardon? I also give a nod. The receptionist kind of gives you a confused nod, like, I don't know why you're nodding, but good morning. Perfect. Um, so you guys come up to Chaz's uh, office. He is busy working away uh, at, at his office work. And uh, Dusk, please don't make me do this too much where I actually just talk to myself between two character voices, so thank you. Um, Dusk... Morning, Chaz. He, he kind of looks up like, oh, dusk. Morning, Chaz. Uh, Nick, wasn't it? I'm sure it was Michael. Nick. Michael. I'm going to call you Nick. No. Uh, yeah, uh, what can the mayor or his aide do for you? Well, we uh, completed the mission, and we have returned all of the supplies. Oh, wow. That, that's amazing. You, you just, j just just wait here. And he puts his hand on the desk, like he's got his wallet there with, like, his badge on it. 
And as he puts his hand on it, Dusk brings her knife down between his fingers, pinning it to the desk. I don't think you'll need that, Chaz. He's only just across the room. Why don't you just get up and be a good boy and go get him? Chaz kind of like, he snatched his hand away like, you know, he's just checking to make sure she hadn't removed a finger. And he's like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, of course. Um, and he goes over to a, a small door in his office and knocks on it. Hello, uh, Mr. Mayor, it's, Ch- it's your aide, Chaz. Uh, th- those adventures I organized to get the stuff back for you? Yeah, they, 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 look, it's been a total success. Everything I've done has worked out extremely well. I think you're going to be very happy with the results of my work. Okay, I'll, I'll send him in now, sir. And you just hear a muffled voice on the other side go, Oh, okay, that's not a fan. And, um, yeah, he, uh, he opens the door and he gives you each a polite nod. Or at least polite for him, which is, like, arrogant from anyone else. I also give a polite slash arrogant nod. <laughs> I'm tempted to make you roll performance, but... <laughs> Actually, you know what? Go for it. Roll performance. <sighs> okay. He's the great wizard. I think he probably knows how to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to see, see how you go against Chaz. Yeah, like, I would, I would expect Tyler to have to roll t- to have to be, like, magnanimous, or, you know... <laughs> Roll to not stab Chaz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what does um, uh, self-control fall under? Is that... Uh, uh, either wisdom in- or charisma. <laughs> I'd, I'd say wisdom. All right, uh, 15. 15? Okay, Chaz rolled a nine. So uh, you, you've out-arrogance him. He, he's thinking, well, better not mess with that guy. He's a big gun. Uh, you go through to the uh, mayor's office and looking at him, you, you can definitely see a middle-aged man very quickly going to seed. Um, th- there's definitely also like the element of a man on the make. Like there's several, I mean, he's wearing what looks like like what used to be a, an old suit, but a very, very good one. But there's several up-to-date touches. Like his, he's got a silk handkerchief in his pocket. He's got like a, a brand new diamond tie pin. And, uh, you know, he, a couple of his fingers have got big, ostentatious gold rings off them. So he, he looks like a man who's just come into quite a bit of money. It's like, hello there. I understand. I've got Chaz to thank for hiring uh, yourselves to, uh, for, for bringing in that, that, that wagon. Uh, yes, I am. I'm Michael. Hello. Great wizard. Maybe you've heard of me. Uh, Not yet. And yes, that's what I'm here for. Uh, to, to introduce myself, um, yes, I'm the leader of this group that uh, we went out and uh, brought back all these supplies. Excellent. Look, my my name, my name's Donald. It is a pleasure to meet you. I'm very impressed with your work. Thank you. Look, um, Go ahead. And and he he just kind of looks at you funny, like he he has heard of you almost, and he and he kind of rustles in his papers. Um, you wouldn't chance to have three companions or so, would you? Uh, yeah, well, we have, uh, I've, uh, you know, I manage, I manage, have some subordinates, yes. Mm. Three of them, right? Yes. A, a little I think, one, I think... big one, and like a plant one, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of smells, mm. yeah. Okay. Right, look, um, 
I've actually been contacted by the Baron, and he has asked me to get you guys along to him as soon as possible. So, I do want to say thank you. You, you have the you have the thanks of our town. We're going to put up like a small plaque or something to you guys. You know that small? while you did. Well, look, we're not the we're we're not the wealthiest of towns. You know, people have got taxes to pay. Um, but we're going to put up a small plaque. But I do want to give you these. And he slides across the desk four tickets. Okay. These are tickets to Holdem City. The, the Baron, he said he wanted to see you personally. I suspect he's going to be in charge of making sure you guys are fairly recompensed. But uh, if the Baron wants to see you, I'd, I honestly, I, I'd, I'd move along. Quickly. Well, that's uh, that's interesting advice. I'll uh, I'll definitely Very take it quickly. under consideration. Uh, what, what's your insight uh, or perception, um, Michael? Crap, where is it? Uh, plus wisdom. one on insights. Uh, are you, the wisdom is just a plus one. Okay. Uh, give me an insight roll. Four altogether? You have no reason to think that he has any nefarious purpose for telling you guys Perfect. to go to Holdem City. In fact, he seems calm, collected, totally under control. Sounds like a reasonable uh, thing to do. Um, you can see on the tickets, they essentially say that the next train is in about six hours, giving you guys about half a day to do whatever you would like in order to reflect that you're leveling up. So uh, after this, I mean, he pretty well shoos you out of the office. It's like, look, uh, I'm really sorry. I'd love to stay and chat. He, he, he like really ostentatiously checks his diary. Look, um, I've got a council of merchants coming in, uh, very, very soon. I've got to prepare for that meeting. Look, Chaz will show you the way out. Again, thank you very much. Very yeah, appreciated. Yeah, you guys have a great me, day. Just nope, let me know when yet. you want look, to talk look, about that. Chaz will take okay. care of it. All right. Just, okay, bye. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, excellent fade there. Loved what you did. Thank you. Okay, so everyone, um, starting with uh, Mags, because I believe in ladies first. Um, how does Mags level up? What, what, what does she do? Because she's got half a day to kind of just chill out for a bit. Uh, knowing her and considering that it is the, she's going with Path of the Totem Warrior mm -hmm. for level three Barbarian, she will definitely go abscond off into the woods and take her time to commune in, with nature and meditate and just, she simply just feels more at home when she's in the woods by herself and it's quiet. Uh, this, this town is nice, but it's. Even in a small town like this, it's, it's got too much going on. People want to ask you things, want to talk to you. Mm. Want to say thank you for, for being good and cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit much. I understand that. <laughs> so, Mags, um, you, you wander through the nearby woods, seeking that wonderful sign of peace. And as you enter them, you, you get this feeling that the woods accept you here. They're okay with you. And... As you walk, it's it's almost as if you can feel or hear the the, the strength and the presence of the bear. You, you can almost hear the mm. cry of the eagle or the howl of the wolf. 
and you can feel a kinship with these spirits. Um, is there a specific totem animal you have to take, or do you get all three? Uh, bear. Okay. I only get to pick one. Okay, cool. So. Sorry. Not, not great with no all worries. the rules on all the player, on all the player like mm-hmm. choice stuff. Um, and, and as you walk further and further, that spirit of the bear, you can feel it infuse you. And you can just feel like you, you, are, you are a lady furbolg, um, fur being kind of the operative word here, and you just feel some of your body here becoming deeper and darker and thicker. Like your hide is becoming more and more like the animal that is becoming your, your totem animal. Hmm. And you feel that you are now capable of far more than you were before. Uh, Conlon. What, what would Conlon be doing to, to kind of just take some time? I'm going... I don't know if this town has a park or not, but if it doesn't, I'm just going to find somewhere that's sort of has a tree, and I'm just going to sit under it, because it's very warm here. It, it is very, very warm here. <laughs> and he's just going to kind of relax and pull out a little pipe and start playing it a bit. Okay. Just to kind of Relax. Excellent. Now, you are a warlock. Which pact were you going with? Uh, pact of the Tome. Excellent. So, as you... So, as you're sitting there under this tree and playing, the... It, it, it's weird. Because you, you're sure you can only hear it in your head, but you kind of almost... It's almost like someone is playing next to you with a different pipe. Deeper and older. And as this other pipe is playing... What looks like a small book seems to just materialize next to you, under your like, like just kind of right next to your leg, and you can hear the voice of your patron, merely saying, "I give you this, this power. Use it well, little traveler." And then you can feel this presence slowly fade into the background, and the the, the this old sonorous piping just kind of fades from your mental uh, audio um, I don't know I, I ran out of words <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the, the song sort of fades out and finishes and I'll slowly yeah. put the pipe down and stop the playing and look down at the book and start picking it up and looking through it okay. it's like this is a new thing that I'm going to have to figure out how to do. You you flick through it and you can see that it is written in a language that is certainly not common, uh, nor is it halfling, because I think you guys have a, a Winterborns get halfling as a language, I think. Um, I mean, it's halfling, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is clearly written in the language of your patron, the Archfey. So parts of it you can certainly understand. It's like there's been an awakening within you, and, and some parts you can tell are well beyond your comp- comprehension, but you will... You, you, you'll pick it up as you go. You, you're quite confident, I'd say, in that. It'll be fine. Excellent. Uh, Tyler, what would Michael be doing? I think that he would go to the... Uh, if he had got some downtime, he'd go to like the most public um, uh, space that he can find. Uh, mm-hmm. so maybe set up a little table. And start doing like little like uh, hand magic tricks to kind of you know you know the three the three cups with the ball, oh, you know, gosh, three doing a little, yeah you know whatever little scams that he can do to kind of okay. you know pull stuff roll, out of his sleeve. Roll me, roll me a performance, but you can use your 
intelligence bonus because this is a you're using magic so it's more arcane bonus so so you, you can use arcana Two. or just like your spell like your intelligence plus proficiency for this all right and i'm just going to roll like a basic contested roll so plus intelligence would yep. be 15 No one notices at all uh, what you're doing, but a, a number of people are actually fairly, you know, they, they, they think this is pretty cool. Like, you know, it's a bit of a show. And um, you collect uh, four gold pieces worth of change. Awesome. And um, at the end of Sorry, your... pardon me, was expecting. Yeah, <laughs> at the end of your performance, uh, you feel more confident with your abilities. Like, you, you may have just been showing off the basics, but you think like, you know what? I've got this. I can do this. This is not a problem. And, and you just feel like I, I'm ready to embrace other areas. Um, I think wizards get their cool thing at level two, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. And last but not least, mouth. All right. Well, uh, I'm going for the Beastmaster uh, level three ranger stuff. Yes. We, we talked about this before. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, Malf hasn't really been feeling himself today. Uh, you know, he checks his reflection, he notices branch antlers are starting to wilt, you know, his skin is starting to look more like skin, less like bark. Uh, being, being away from, from the Margrave, Pioneers end up, they, they sort of, you know, it's not, it's not great for us. But luckily I got a plan. So reach into one, Malf reaches into one of his pouches, plucks out a, a special little seed, plants it, pours some water on it, says a few weird piney words, goes off to watch uh, Michael's exhibition, because, hey, why not? Great wizards in town. I got time. <laughs> and then after a few hours, bam! Tree and sapling! Yeah. So a, uh, a tree and sapling... Myself. It, it, it's kind of weird to watch, if anyone had been paying attention. It's essentially within moments... It, it, the seed spouts out of the ground and it, it's essentially like within two minutes this this tiny spout has grown into a small a small tree essentially in, in a vaguely humanoid kind of shape and uh, it starts kind of walking around it can't talk or make any auditory noise because it's got no vocal cords um, it's just a tree yeah. but it makes me feel better Yeah, I can feel a connection to the old to the old uh, home plane Exactly, yeah. And you know that this tree is going to follow you around, just like a dog would. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but I'm yeah. It can't bark, though. Uh, hmm. Dogwood. There we go, people. Quality, quality material. Okay, so you guys are all leveled up to level three. Uh, and you've got those train tickets. Are you? I assume you guys... I, I assume Michael came over, informed you guys of what was going on. Uh, yeah, and when you guys drop that stuff off at the uh, blacksmith, because Josh totally forgot about that and is now remembering, um, the standing next to the gnome was a half orc blacksmith. Now this blacksmith, this blacksmith rather, they were a bit more lithe and lean than most half orcs uh, that you've met, and, and Rosie is just beside herself with joy. Uh, the black orc on the sorry, the half orc on the other hand rather, just kind of sees you nods turns back to the blacksmith and just keeps talking 
But but Rosie's like, oh, thank you, thank you. I I I I, I wish I had more to give you, but I I I'm 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 so sorry. I my my, my partner and I, Marty. Uh, say hello, Marty. Hello, Marty. So anyway, as I was saying, um, yes, we're, we're we're so thankful. Thank you. If if, if there's any, anything we can do to to pay you back, we we most certainly will. I assure you. But 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 thank you. Um, and as you can see, you're welcome. Th- this half orc is exactly the figure of the half orc that you saw on the card. Mm. Mm. Later, when we're gone, I'll be like, "We found the Joker." <laughs> yes, indeed, you did. Okay, so what, what are you guys getting on the train, or is there any other shop you guys want to visit uh, before you do so? You should probably tell him that we probably don't need rooms for tonight. Hmm. At the last roundhouse. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. But then we can go. So, it's it's not you a very... check out? It's not... Well, you guys didn't leave anything behind. And, I mean, it was it was really a, a pay-by-the-night kind of arrangement. So, he's he, he's pretty cool when you guys say, Hey, look, we're not going to be staying here tonight. We're getting the next train. He's like, Oh, yeah. Sure, guys. No worries. Do, do you need anything right. for the road, like a sandwich or anything? Well, I'll take a sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah sure, no yeah. worries. Uh, tell you what, how about three sandwiches, just one gold? Cool. So okay. he takes the gold and he quickly like knocks up three very quick roast beef sandwiches for each of you. Um, Mags, it, are you vegetarian? Are Furbolg's vegetarian or are they omnivorous? Uh, she's omnivorous. Okay, cool. So yeah, p- three really, really excellent beef uh, roast beef sandwiches, you know, tomatoes, lettuce, bit of melted cheese, some special sauce on there. It's it's pretty good stuff. I so I've my... never ridden on a train before. Oh, you'll love it! It's great. What is a train? Um. Well, as you guys head over to the uh, station, you can see, as I said the the first time you guys were there, what you see is like a kind of like a huge handcart and these massive. Like, essentially mags-sized metal men just ready to, like, pump it up and down, like on, like, the Bugs Bunny cartoons. And behind it, there's, like, a series of cabbages. Um, cabbages? Carriages. Sorry. Oh, right. There, there may be cabbages in there. Like, the, the farmers grow a lot of things. Certainly possible. Yes. Um, as you guys are, like, kind of standing around holding your tickets, one of these clockwork constructions approaches you. Um... Hi, my name is George. How can I help you today? Hi, I'm Michael, the Great Wizard. Perhaps you've heard of me. We have uh, Hi, four tickets. Hi, Michael, the Great Wizard. Perhaps I have heard of you. Uh, we have four tickets to Hold'em City. Oh, excellent. May I? And he just kind of like rigidly extends a hand. I give him the tickets. Thank you. And he kind of looks at them, looks at you, counts you up like one, two, three, four. And he holds each one in the palm of his hand and then just slams it with his fist to, to punch your ticket. Aha. And hands it back. Please, follow me over here. And, and he walks you over to one of the carriages, opens the door for you. Do you have anything you'd like to check on our baggage cart? 
I don't think so. Uh, nah, my baggage is still on me. I'm fine, though. Actually, Malf, he looks at you and says, Please remember that all pets must not sit on the seats. And Oh, this isn't a, this isn't a pet, and I sort of uh, mentally instruct Tree. I, haven't, I, haven't, I don't even think... He's going to call it Tree. It doesn't really need a name. I can instruct it to imitate a tree perfectly and just stand perfectly still. No, nah, it's just a plant, mate. Oh, I understand. Yeah, it's just a plant. Plants are fine. Oh, of course. Plants are not covered in the rules, so there is no problem. Please, take your seats. The train will be leaving on time in three minutes. What's in their world? And Max is just going to start poking this metal man in the head. Just like, what are you? My name is George. I am a conductor. I also help I people find their seat. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. What's a conductor? Look at the rest of the party. What? I help people find their seat. Please take your seat. The train will be departing I... in two minutes. I think we should just sit down. Yeah, alright. Once we're I sitting suppose. down and away from him, I'm like, I don't know what that is, but George is creepy. I guess we just, I... like, put out our, our, like, packs and shit on the... where he said to check the baggage. Yeah, you, th- there's, like, little racks where you can put your stuff, so that's all okay. Alright. Yeah. Yes. Mags is not going to entrust her pack to <laughs> weird, creepy George. Nope. I'll I will s- hold it in my lap. I'll stuff tree in there as well, just to keep up the the charade that you know, it's not a it's not real. Well, it is real, but I, I, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but I, yeah, I get what you mean. That's that's not a sentient being. Yes. Now you'd be good in here, little tree. Lovely. Um, I'll be honest. I I didn't think I was ever going to find a use for that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, false appearance. While the tree sapling remains motionless, it is indistinguishable from a normal tree. It, like it's, it's I never a, thought I was ever going to find a use for that. It, it's a modified tree sapling to to bring it into line with like roughly what a wolf or a creature would be at that level. So excellent. Um, so as you guys enter, George starts to close the door. He says, "Please stand clear of." The doors. We will be departing soon. Thank you for not smoking. Um, as you can see, the, the carriage itself is comfortable, but really only just. Uh, there are some basic beds and storage uh, areas for you guys to store your goods, as we said. Uh, there's also a strange-looking device in the corner of the carriage. Um, it kind of looks like a glass chest, just standing upright. Uh, inside the glass casing are a selection of what looks like food and drink. Uh, below each of them are written the number one and it shows a single gold piece. Uh, there's a small arrow pointing to a slot on the side of the machine, suggesting that PC, that you guys could put a coin in and, and like push a button to like get one of these things. Put a coin in, receive a snack. Yeah. Mags is intrigued by this, just <laughs> clunk. <laughs> What? So um, what is this? P- pick a number between one and ten. Uh, dang. You could roll the seven. dice. <laughs> I don't know why this was hard. <laughs> yes, seven, please. Okay. Uh, seven. Oh, no. 
Um, you get a pack of what you think is um, it's like an oil skin wrapped packet, and on the and on the front it says uh, Rufkin's Turkey Jerky. So it's, essentially, it's a rations worth of, of jerky. Tear it open immediately and <laughs> chew into it. Wonderful. Um, it doesn't take too long. I mean, as George said, the train would be departing in two minutes, and within those two minutes, you guys can feel the motion of the train. Uh, it, it, it's a weird thing. It's just like a sudden jerk, and then it's this like smooth acceleration until you're moving. Um, actually, each of you proficient. Each of you, give me a perception roll. Oh, I finally got to roll something. Ah, oh, two. Well done. Six. I might be nauseous. Yeah. Eleven. Eight. Also nauseous. Okay. Eleven. Ooh. It's it's the turkey jerky. You start regretting that decision immediately. Like, ooh. Oh no. I'm just staring at the logger track. Like, god damn! I hope trees fine in there. Yeah. Uh, Michael and Mags, you guys realize you're moving a little bit faster than what a horse could run for a long period of time. So it, it's quite a rapid kind of uh, pace that you guys are setting. And, I mean, it's... To, to leave the area of Holden doesn't take long at all, and it's not too long before you guys are travelling across a vista of open plains with just these wonderful mountains and, and forests in the, in the distance. Um, however, as your train starts to go through kind of like a ravine kind of time. Each of you give me another perception roll. No, let's not m- mess this one up. Let's not mess this one up. I mean, that's better. 19. Two again. <laughs> Ten. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. So, sorry, Colin, as you're looking out, you can see these these large sweeping plains, uh, high grasses grown in the sunlight. Though in the distance, you see trumps, clumps of large trees and even, even mountains, but... As you enter this ravine, you're kind of just like, you know, everyone's just kind of, you know, sitting and chatting with each other, but you're watching out the window, and you suddenly see, like, like just this kind of, like, reflection of light. It, it flashes a couple of times, then it flashes again a few times. It's, it's a little weird. It's at this point, you can hear the sound of clanging, like the sound of bolts clanging off metal, or the sound of crossbow bolt barbs slamming into wood, and a bolt punches through the window next to you, and just lodges in the armrest. One of the robots that looks exactly the same as the uh, guard that helped you says, comes in like to your carriage and says, Hi, everyone, my name is George. We seem to, hi, we seem to be having some trouble with some kind of, don't tell them, hindrance. Don't worry, everything is under control, and you shouldn't worry at all. Thank you. And he proceeds through the carriage. Not very comforting. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty confident. That's definitely not true. (laughs) (laughs) Um... As I pull the bolt out of the seat next it to me. It looks very familiar. Oh. 
I hold it up over to Michael. Your train emerges from the small canyon onto a large bridge overseeing a huge river. The crystal waters reflect oh, the no. sunlight into a stunning ribbon of blue and diamond shimmering off into the distance. It is then you hear the sound of grinding metal as the train starts to slow and then picks up speed at an alarming pace. Ugh. I'm not a good swimmer. Conlon, you're next to the window, so I'd say like you're kind of leaning out at this point. You're able to look past and see that the front of the the front engine part of the train is slow well, not slowly. It's now dipping precariously off the edge, and your carriage you can all feel is being dragged forward as you all look out the window with horror to see that part of the bridge is out and that your engine has fallen forwards. And everyone, we're going to leave it there for the next three or four weeks. Oh, <laughs> oh it's an actual nice. cliffhanger. It's an actual cliffhanger, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. There you go, guys. He did it. He fucking did it. I did. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Chinese Kung Fu Western movie, Let the Bullets Fly, for not giving me this idea, but helping me refine it, because it's a great movie, the 15 minutes of it I've watched. Wonderful. So, um, excellent. We will be back uh, in quite a few weeks. Um, as I said, in the meantime, there will be something that's publishing while I'm overseas. Um, I'm looking forward to playing with you guys reasonably soon. Um, but I do want to say thank you for hanging out with me this week. It's been fun. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. See you later tonight, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you, Ethan. And the other three of you, I'll see you a little bit after I get back. Excellent. Sounds great. Bye. Bye. Yep.